Hi folks, before we get started, we'd like to take a moment to let you know some of the content on this podcast may not be suitable for some audiences. It's all in good fun, but we just wanted to let you know. Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast. I had to get dressed in the dark. I didn't know where I was. What the f*** going on? I didn't know if I was in Saskatoon. Where's this beef been sitting? Yeah, it's supposed to be pink. Where are we? I smell someone's ass. So then there was this douchebag in front of us, douchey looking guy. I'll give you one silent, deadly fart. I'm sorry. I've got digestive problems. Who's doing that? Stop it bloody right now! <laughs> <laughs> and, and That's what I wanted to do today! I seriously considered just writing on a piece of paper, I know that you, you f- and just handing it to him. I wanted to tear my teeth out. I didn't know what I wanted to do. You're listening to the Jay and Dan Podcast. <laughs> Dan! <laughs> Dan! Welcome to the Sergey Fedorov episode number right. 91 of the Jay and Dan Podcast. Can you lower it? A lot of bass on this Bring huh? that music down. On the Jay and Dan podcast, Mike episode. Solo today, guys. Yeah, so Mike just, Solo. It's all good. I got it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He, he's adding. He's adding the intro in post. So we're starting oh. off with no real. We're just we got, couldn't react to the intro because it's it's being done in post. Um, man, we just got back from another crazy weekend on the road. It sure was. You signed some more books, and you saw our good friend James Sabolski. Uh no, didn't see James at all. No, did not see him. He is in Calgary today. I was, well, I left today, but I think he's signing tonight. And by tonight, we're taping this on a Tuesday. Not James Duthie, as a James Sabolski. Oh, Sabolski, <laughs> yes. Just, I, I thought, is Sabolski hiding from the law? Because you just told me you saw him. Can I just point out <laughs> that I'm going on no sleep and no food? And I, nope. I'm Didn't coasting up. <laughs> nope, he's in a different. I, but you were with him last. You took a picture with him. <laughs> That's right, I did. There's photo evidence. <laughs> They literally put you it on Instagram. So, you were so adamant that you didn't see him. I'm like, I, you said Sabolski to my mind. I'm thinking Duthy. I don't know why. I'm like, Sabolski's mixing some serious <laughs> here. He can't tell anyone where he was. <laughs> oh, yeah, that was good seeing Sabolski. I did see him. What a good guy. <laughs> so, Vancouver yeah. and Calgary. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, got to Vancouver. Man, what a nice city that is. I, love I mean, Cal- I know you love Vancouver. that. Uh, I know you love that city. You lived there. Um, man, it was just awesome being up there. I mean, it's just such a great city. And, uh, yeah, so I saw Seaballs, of course. He did a Q&A at the Chapters in Burnaby. Uh, just a great crowd. Just thanks to everyone who came out to that. That was a freaking great time. We'd never really done a Q&A before. Uh, it worked out fantastic. We talked about the talked about the uh, the state of the Canadian broadcasting industry. Oh, you guys went deep. It was a disastrous conversation, <laughs> of course, and uh, signed some books. And then uh, the next morning, I caused a bit of a stir. Because I went on CTV Morning Live Vancouver, and as some of you may know, uh, lots of layoffs at CTV stations and TSN last week across the country. So, I don't know, I was just, you know, again, operating on a little sleep, and uh, just feeling a little punchy, and uh, just said uh, that it was a bunch of bull that Perry Solkowski got Did fired. Did you swear? I said bull crap. What I did do, I started off by saying, uh, when's Perry getting <laughs> And I heard an audible gasp in the newsroom. No, no, not crickets. I heard an audible gasp, like a, like a, 
like in an old sitcom. Yeah, like, <gasps> what is that? And I was like, yeah, that's bull crap that he got fired. <laughs> and everyone knows it. Everyone knows it. And it was awesome. God, it felt great. Just the adrenaline was pumping. And uh, Carrie Adams, who who's the host, the host, lovely, lovely person. Thank you, Carrie, for allowing me to just stand on my soapbox and just talk. Uh, apparently, a president of is furious with me. That's great. Oh, man. Mistakes. I guess she's happy that all these people got laid off. You may have to go work in Canada again. So. Ah, it's great. This is awesome. So, <laughs> well, I used to be. Uh, I used to pump gas. So I guess I could do that. Again. Yeah, we can do that again. I'm no, pretty good at pumping it, the gas. It's awesome. It's awesome. So that that was a great. And then I went to uh, to Calgary, and we had a great book signing there. Uh, that was a tremendous time. So all in all, Toolsy, just another great trip to Canada uh, where I caused some and then, problems. And then I'll be there at the book signing this coming weekend. This it's, is exciting. Uh, so let's discuss this. It's going to be on the Monday, so that'll be the, the 30th. The 30th. You Monday got it. the 30th at the Oshawa chapter. You got you it. You don't have to be lonely. Everything. Bring it down eighty percent. Mike has really there. got. He's pumping out that, those okay, drops. Yeah. Uh, very quickly. Monday, I'm also at noon. First Canadian place downtown Toronto, doing a noon signing. Then Monday night, seven o'clock, Chapters Oshawa. Dan, you and I are going to have an extensive discussion about That's the right. state of the Sydney industry. Sydney and Rubio Tool will be asking yeah. questions. We'll all be hanging out. Uh, Isabel Onright will ask some questions in between just <laughs> <laughs> her pants. <laughs> <laughs> and then uh, and then Tuesday I'm in Ancaster, December first, chapters Ancaster, come see me there. Meanwhile, I went to Miami for the final race of the NASCAR seasons and met some uh, friends down there. Uh, just a, a few takeaways. First off, at one point during my travels, you know how you print your ticket on the automatic self-serve check-in thing. So yes, you print your ticket for the flight. Yeah, pick mine up. I'm walking through, walking through one security checkpoint, walk through another, waiting to get on my uh, waiting to go through the final one. I look at it, I'm like, I'm not Mr. whatever it was, John Chow. Like, and I'm not going to New York. This you're, is not my ticket. You're definitely not John Chow. Yet I've passed through two security checkpoints with someone else's ticket. Clearly not Mr. Chow. Oh, this is seriously? My first time yes. Here. So you So I went back to the guy, I'm like, this isn't my ticket. He's like, Yeah, you're right, you're right. Okay, you better go get your ticket. What? <laughs> Yeah. So uh, wow, should we be concerned about <laughs> security at LAX? I was going to tweet that out. Then I'm like, then I'll be like flagged every time I go through security, and, and then you'll be like a, a sense, a media sensation. No, I was like, I'm going to leave this alone. By the way, guys, <laughs> guess who just showed up? Pat Muldowney, Pat everybody. Muldowney, Pat everybody. Muldowney showed up. He made it. Thanks for coming. Yes. You Pat. saw his doppelganger at one of the signings. Boy, that was shocking. It was so the Calgary Chinook Center signing, thanks to everyone who came out to that. Uh, literally the second person in line, I look up, and it's like as if Patrick has just shown up and he surprised look, me. Because you set the Instagram, he did look eerily similar. A lot like you, Patrick. By erections of return. He was excited about that whole thing. I think he's going to use that, you know, the fact that he looks like you. To get laid in Calgary. Yeah, he's going to be like, hey, guess what? I'm on the J-Dan podcast. Again, bring that volume way down. <laughs> I can't I can't stress that enough, Mike. Sorry I'm about that. this a little bit. <laughs> oh, by the way, on the uh, Wall of Fame, Tom Cochran. Dulcie. Who, now, who suggested that? We got quite a few on him. People so, love Tom yeah, Cochran. quite a bunch. I, I love, I mean. Uh, My 
boy's gonna play in the the big. Took me that long to come up with a Tom Cochran song. (laughs) How about Lunatic Fringe? That's a great tune. Lunatic Fringe is a killer song. But whenever I see Tom Cochran, I want to sing Copperhead Road, but that's not his song. That's Steve Earle. I I look at him like (laughs) Copperhead Road. That's not him. No, that's not him. Life is. That's a a terrible song, but that made it huge in the States. And it was redone by uh, Rascal Flatts. It was? Yep. That made him a lot of money. Okay, getting back to Miami. (laughs) That was the one takeaway, the security. Second takeaway, if you watch the race at all, there was a torrential downpour before the race. I was in a golf cart at this moment that the torrential downpour hit from all angles. I've never been that drenched in my life. I'm like, thank God for the humidity because I didn't freeze to death. Mm -hmm. I don't miss humidity. First stop when I got off the plane, CVS, Gold Bond. I was... You, were you in the aisles just opening up your pants, just like <laughs> pouring it down there like you're sprinkling sugar in your coffee? I was walking around Miami. It looked like I was smuggling cocaine because there was just always like a puff of clouds of gold bond coming out. There was that much. You're like LeBron going into the game, <laughs> but it was coming from your crotch. <laughs> okay. So I'm like, uh, I can't sit around all day in these wet clothes. So I'm like, I got to buy clothes. And. NASCAR. Let's, let's get you out of these wet clothes. NASCAR fans will not take offense because they know that NASCAR clothing is the loudest, gaudiest clothing in sports. Next to the UFC. So both Fox properties. <laughs> I walk. I walk into the tent and I just go to the the uh, the bargain tent for ten bucks. Every all the shirts and everything. You went to the bargain tent. Yeah. So I got a camouflage Roush <laughs> Racing shirt. It's uh, the autumn of. But then I'm like, I got to go full on with this outfit. I'm going full camo. They didn't sell pants. The NASCAR people didn't sell pants. What about shorts? Yeah. Damn. <laughs> I had like shoes on. I would have looked silly. Well, I guess I would have looked silly. I think in general, full camo would have been pretty silly. Okay. So that's the other thing. We, we got drenched. Race goes, Kyle Busch wins, all that. Leaving the race, have to return uh, a golf cart with a friend. Uh, we're driving. There's it's wall to wall people. There's a golf cart in front of us. We're another one behind it. And uh, these kids are like sitting in the back with their dad. And uh, I'm, I honk the horn. I'm like, "All right, we're gonna race you. We're gonna race you." And the dad looks at me in this shirt, and he's like, "This guy's off his rocker. He's like literally gonna race us." And the dad was the lead singer of the Zach Brown Band. So he's like, "Hey, brother, back up a bit." Wait, wait. He goes, my the, baby, my babies. The dad was Zach Brown. Yeah. <laughs> what? When you said the lead singer of the Zach Brown band, when you say the dad was Zach Brown from the That's, Zach Brown band, he's the lead singer. His name is Zach Brown. <laughs> yeah. Oh, okay. Wouldn't he be? Yeah. Is it? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and I felt so terrible. I'm like, oh, so you were you were encroaching on his kids? I wasn't. We were from here to Ben. We were that far away. I'm, and then he's like, and hey. so you were like. Hey, let's race. He's, and like, he's like, no. Back off, buddy. My babies. So. Wow. Why are you being so aggressive? <laughs> I like, wasn't what was it at all? What was it about you? Did there you was, have too much to drink? There was no were aggressiveness. You? Everyone was laughing. Like, they, everyone was in a jovial mood. The race was over. We saw fireworks. But you were trying to race this family. No, I jokingly, you were like, I you were jokingly like, said to the kids, which I would do to my own kids, I'd say, honk and say, all right, let's race. Or, or were you like, did you rev the engine? Like, <laughs> rum, rum. <laughs> You can't rev the engine in a golf cart. I guess you could if you put it in neutral and revved it, which yeah, we didn't do. That's what you were doing. And he was like, whoa. <laughs> no. <laughs>
Anyway, we waved he, to him. I, I, I think he's. I could see where he's coming from. And overall, your thoughts on Miami? My understanding oh, is it's a place great, you want to move just to. Just a great city, <laughs> full of loving, warm people. What What happened there that made you so upset about? It's just fedoras, sunglasses. <laughs> that's like Venice. That's that's Venice. Like. There's fedoras in Venice. You live right next to Venice. suit jackets, sunglasses at night. (laughs) No. A lot of Corey Hart tunes. Oh. Boy in the box. It's just... It's just... (laughs) Think of the lyrics to Boy in the Box by Corey Hart. One, two, you can't get enough. Three, four, open up the door. Six, five, alive is the boy in the box. I can't believe you can recite <laughs> Boy in the Box lyrics that precisely. Um, so, yeah. So, Miami, you're not buying a condo there. Is that what we're trying to say? No, humidity. I. We both lived in humidity in Toronto. Yes. Extreme. I did not summer. realize how much I don't miss it. And people made fun of me for going to Palm Springs all the time in the summer, but it was way more tolerable. It's, 120 degree, like we're talking yeah. 45 degrees Celsius heat. In Palm Springs, way more tolerable than 30-degree Toronto humidity, in my opinion, personally. It was getting hot in there. A <laughs> couple of housekeeping items. Um, oh, before, we got to mention our guests. Our sponsors. guest, Matt Liner's coming up. And yeah. We can, we can tell you this because we're going to be in different suits if you're watching the video per- portion. <clears throat> portion. Uh, we taped this Friday. a few days ago. Yeah. Speaking uh, and no if you've never <laughs> listened to Matt Leinart or had an opinion about him, listen to this interview because it's it's very revealing. He is unreal in it. He, uh, unguarded, uh, you know, talks about so much interesting stuff. I, if you're if you're ever been curious about Matt, it's the best, and you'll yeah. realize why we like him so much, why he's become such a good friend to us down here. And if you aren't into college football, you're like, oh, it's a college football chat. No, it's a chat about Leinart and his career hey, and all that. if you're in the NFL, he was an NFL quarterback, you're going to absolutely love it. You know what else you'll love, Dan? How about uh, how about stop wasting your workouts? How about start finding your more with tracking and training gear from our friends at Adidas? Fit Smart and Smart Run give you the stats that matter and coach you to improve every step of the way. Search Fit Smart or Smart Run at Adidas.com today. When do those uh, checks start coming in? We haven't seen them. <laughs> checks in the mail. Yeah. <laughs> Mike has some sort of weird rack. Again, I'll say this. Everyone at all the book signings, Dan, like just raving about the podcast, loving the podcast, wanting to know, you know, will Mike ever learn to read? Will Patrick ever show up consistently, maybe twice in a row for once? Um, Is Ben as handsome in person as he appears? Uh, And those questions are all up in the air at this point. We don't know. uh, Other than the Ben question. Absolutely he is. But uh, people really want us to come up there and do a podcast tour. I don't know how. We've got to figure out a way to do it. We've got to do it. Jeremy, Kickstarter. We'll get a Kickstarter going. Jeremy and uh, Jonathan uh, Taggart and Torrens are doing one. It's a huge success. Oh, massive hit. Selling it across the country. Everyone That's why wants Jeremy us. can't be here. He's on the tour right now. He yeah, everyone wants us to go, to go up there. We've got to figure out a way to do it. People want Jim up there. Uh, they've, got, they've got weed for us. <laughs> Uh, we got to yeah. figure so it out. People listen so much that I had a podcast discussion with one of the people I was on the trip with, a buddy of mine, and um, he was saying, "So you have a new sponsor? Well, like, what would a sponsor pay?" And I'm like, "I have no idea." Yeah. I'm like, he goes, "So Mike really handles?" I'm like, "Yeah, yeah. we don't know where, but he's probably 
Just it's got probably, a massive I drive bank a hard account. bargain. Just my, a my, massive bank account yeah. offshores. Yeah. All from this We're podcast. We have a great Christmas party this year. Do we? <laughs> when have we ever had a Christmas party? No, they we, have one we, on the lot, but we're always working. Oh, yeah, we're always working. We never get to go to that. No. December 17th. Oh, great. Now, Ben knows. I'm glad Ben knows when it is. Well, two years ago, we missed it because of the three-hour podcast that we did that day. Oh, we'll are we going to do it? Oh, that was the... That's another yeah. thing. People want us yeah. to dress up and do a Christmas pod again. Maybe we get Carissa back. There we go. All right. That would be fun. Speaking, be of, uh, speaking of the lot, did we talk about... Seeing the grinder being filmed? Oh, no, we I don't think we did. We saw it the other night. Uh, it's it's a new hit show that Fox produces. And Hilarious we're, we're show! You're not shoot watching an episode uh, just uh, right next to our workplace. So we we would go out and watch uh, Fred Savage and and Rob Lowe do their thing. The was best cool. was Rob Lowe. You know, and cl- you know the guy's so fit. Like he's got to be fifty now. No, close to it. Yeah, and he's so fit. And it, before every take, because they were in a car, right? Well, a truck. They were filming the scenes. He just, like producer Tim, just like hack on a dart, <laughs> right? Like he'd just be like. Get that in there. <laughs> Throw away the dart into the car. I'm like, God, savage. I hope he doesn't mind. Professionals. Yeah. And then he crushed it. And the guy, Stevie from Eastbound and Down oh, yeah. was the best. He was. He walked by and I was like, you're great on the show. He's like. Sports, yay! <laughs> sports. That's that all he had for us. Up. He was great. Rablo is fifty-one. I, that's crazy. I, I saw a little behind-the-scenes TV magic. Um, Fred Savage was taking a phone call in the scene, and the person was doing the other side of the conversation, sitting on the ground next to the door of the vehicle mm. he was sitting in. I always wondered. I'm like, how do they time it out? Is the person actually on the phone? So. They obviously weren't on the phone because they wouldn't want. <laughs> What's that? They... Method acting. No. This is my that's first not, time here. That's not really method acting, actually. Mike. <laughs> that's method acting. That's is getting cues when you... from someone else. Method yeah, acting is when no. Method acting is when you really stay in character at all times, oh. even when the camera's not rolling. You when but... he's on the phone. <laughs> that's method. Yeah, that's <sighs> method acting. Mike, <laughs> the best. People, people do like Mike a lot, though. I will say that. Up in I Canada. Like people. Um, can, can I just point out? Jeez. <laughs> By the way, Steve Patterson was on last week. Yeah, great. He kept texting Jay and I saying, hey, let's hook up and stuff. <laughs> and then finally on day two, Mike texts me. goes, Steve's been texting me the entire time thinking it was Jay. And I'm yeah. too afraid to tell him. So finally, I'm no, like. I didn't want to hurt his feelings. I'm like, cause... Steve, that do you think that's Jay? Because you're texting Mike. And he's like, oh, gee, I was wondering why he wasn't responding. But I responding. texted him before or... that and call, like, called him on the anyway, phone. Mike, so he knew. Oh, he Mike. could have known. But then the first time he said, hey, you guys. Uh, <laughs> hi. Hey, great. hi. <laughs> hey, you guys. Hey, you guys. Hey, can I point out something here? These uh, coasters we have here. Look at this. Hashtag taint. Ben, I don't know if you can. Can you see that? Yeah, we can. Hashtag nut. And then the Jane Dan podcast logo. Amazing. Um, a young man whose name escapes me. I'm so embarrassed. Uh, made these for us and gave them John to me. John Chow. We'll call him John Chow. Made them for us uh, at the Calgary Book Signing. Uh, another lady made uh, beautiful like headbands for for Isabel, and uh, and a bib for her. Wow! And, and then ketchup chips at every stop, of course. Love that. Do you bring any back? No. Okay. I ate them all. I can't believe I get to eat like this every I, day. I ate them in a shame spiral in my room <laughs> late at night. What if Mister Chow found that ticket? Ever got on that flight? You think it's Mr. Chow from Mr. Chow's restaurant in Beverly Hills? Maybe. 
Let's go flying to New York. Is there Mr. Chow's in New York? There is. Maybe it was. <laughs> Maybe it was Mr. Chow. It was business it was class the ticket, Mr. Chow. Too. Perfect. So uh, I guess it was the Mr. Chow. Talk about your just desserts. Kay. Let's get to our guest. Uh, Matt Leinert. So let's bring on our guest, Matt Leinert, Matt everybody. Matt Leinert, everyone. Yes. Unbelievable. We okay, did come it. Come on. Get over here. <laughs> Sorry, buddy. Good bringing it. Oh, nice hugs. Oh, do I get a hug? Is it my birthday? No, it's not my birthday. But but you can pretend it is. Throw that on. Is it your birthday, Matt? When's your birthday? Oh, this is good. (laughs) (laughs) First time I've been on this show in two years. Ah. You're a little uh, upset. I don't know if I'm. I don't know if I'm happy or just pissed that you guys think that low of me. No, no, oh. that's not true. We. Um, uh, it really, what it comes down to is Botticello's incompetence. Botticello. No, it was, it was a scheduling thing. <laughs> Schedules have to work out. You want some yerba? <sighs> and I've had about ten cups of coffee, but I do love yerba, mate. Um, Matt, were you drafted <laughs> into the Canadian Football League? Was I drafted yeah. to the Canadian? Like, yeah. did any team? Did any team grab draft your rights? You? Um, no, the Arizona Cardinals drafted me. Yeah, I know that. But I was wondering, because sometimes, you know, teams in the CFL draft you hoping, hoping, praying, oh. right, that oh, you will come up there at the end so of your no NFL So no Canadian career. team laid claim to you? Nope. Okay. Hmm. All right. Nope. So the Canadian I, football They did ask. Talking. They did. I don't know who it was, but they did ask when I retired if I would be interested in playing in the CFL. Okay, who asked? Who is that? I, uh, to be honest, I have no idea because I just said absolutely not. <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! No, no offense. Think how much fun you would have had nah. up there. Sick, throwing for 600 yards a game. Yeah, but, you know, you'd be playing for free and you're living up there. And, you, you, know. you must have had old teammates that play them. Yeah, you play. must have. Um, Anyone from uh, SC, maybe? Someone you played with? A buddy? I don't think so. No. Hmm. Okay. Kurt, Warner, Kurt, no, Kurt Warner did not no, play in the CFL. No, no. no I don't know. Okay, um, uh, we uncovered some video of uh, you the other <laughs> night on the internet. You were on punked. There's some good video and pictures of me. You on were on punk. <laughs> you got punked by Aston Kutcher. I did. I did. It's not Aston. It's, it's Ashton. Ashton. Yeah, I was soliciting. <laughs> Is it? Uh, I've been was, saying it wrong all these years. I was, uh, I was soliciting a prostitute. Yeah, yeah. this yeah. is an amazing thing. So it was you, just to set it up for people who didn't see it. It was you and a buddy. Oh God! And terrified. Where, where were you exactly? We were, uh, we were at um, God. What was the restaurant? It was a, a fairly famous Hollywood restaurant. Still there. Um, I forget what it's called. Mastros. No, <laughs> let's call it Mastros. No, oh, oh, Beso. You heard of Beso? All right, good call. Uh, it's uh, Eva, Eva Longoria. It's a bunch of celebs. Anyway, it's been there for a long time. So we were having a dinner, and I was with my buddies. My brother was there. My agent was there. It was just a normal dinner conversation about draft, whatever it was. So I leave, and now that I think back, I'm like, okay, all the signs were there. The, the parking lot was dead empty. All these things, like, you know, there was just... The signs were there, but when you're caught up in it, you don't think about it. I'm leaving. I'm walking in with my buddy Braun. Uh, he's obviously in on it. Then there's this there's this lovely young lady that starts walking. Oh, he was in like, on it. Oh, he was in on oh, it. Everyone's in on it. I didn't okay. know that either. So she comes up to us, and you know, long story short of it, starts asking for money and blah blah blah. And we kind of flirt with her a little bit, but I didn't do anything wrong. You guys saw nope. the video. You I didn't do a work. I didn't do a thing. I was a perfect gentleman. gentleman. I get in my car and then uh, and then the sirens go on and I swear to God I thought my life was over. I was like, <laughs> I was like, are you 
me, dude. I didn't do anything. What the hell is happening, blah, blah. And uh, I put my hands on the thing. He passed me down, all this stuff. He's just a real asshole. There's an asshole cop, and then there's a good cop. And then we're talking, all the banter. <laughs> and then, you know, uh, I want to say I, I pulled the JT Barrett card when he got arrested, but I didn't. I didn't ever nope. said, nope. don't nope. you know who I am, all this stuff. But I, I was. Because they asked your name a bunch of times. They asked your name, and one guy knew, you know, uh, you know, so-called knew who I was and said, oh, this is the ball player from SC. And the other guy was just a real dick about it. And uh, <laughs> and then the best part out, best part was was selling out my buddy. I yeah. just, <laughs> now, this is amazing to me. This is like a moment where I think if I was there, I probably would have done the same thing. You were. Now, just to set this up, you hadn't been drafted quite yet. It was just before the draft, Yeah, this right? was like, fe- this was February, <laughs> two months before the biggest day of my life. Oh, man. And I'm thinking, you know, I'm going to get drafted high, and all of a sudden, Matt Leiner gets caught soliciting a prostitute. And, and even though I didn't do anything wrong, I was terrified. Yeah. So Of course, because he can't prove to people, I wasn't. Yeah, yeah. And, then, and then I threw my buddy under the bus. Because they said, <laughs> I said, no, he can we, do it. He'll go. He'll because, go to jail. yeah, they said, we need one of you. Will you give up your buddy? And you're like, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you were oh, desperate. You dude, were a desperate was, man at that I point. Was, I was, oh, that was. Did a, you feel like you were going to have a heart attack? I did. I was so nervous. I just, so many thoughts going through my, because I'm thinking I'm about to get, and this was before like social media and all that kind of stuff. But this was just, I didn't, if, imagine if that happened now, I would be, I would probably kill myself. But then there wasn't any of that stuff. So I was just thinking, oh my God, I'm screwed. Like SC, we just, you know, living in the bubble. Oh man, that was that freaking. <laughs> well, talk about that being. I love him though. Yeah, I love being to, a quarterback that. in this city because college football is, is <sighs> it's crazy. It's because king. you know what everyone asks us about Matt is why hasn't uh, the NFL come back for twenty years? And I always say, you know what? I feel like with SC right. and UCLA to a certain extent, um, that kind of appetite is sort of satiated. Like people just love SC football so much, and especially when you guys were winning championships. Yeah, so. it was. Uh, I mean, the Rams. Do you, <laughs> I'm gonna ask you guys a question. When we were. In the middle 2000s, were you guys, did you guys knew, watch us? Oh, yeah, yes. for sure. Were, yeah, okay. I mean, we were fully aware um, of what a juggernaut right. it was. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was, you know, the, I grew up, Rams, Raiders were here, they leave. And then USC was really awful, um, you know, in the, in the early, in the late 90s, early, early 2000s. Then Carson Palmer, Pete Carroll turned it around, and then I was able to kind of, you know, he passed the torch to me, and we went on our little run. Uh, but it was a, I mean, we were treated kind of like, the, the NFL team of Los right, Angeles. Right. And I don't want to say we're treated like kings, but we were just able to walk around and do whatever we wanted. Now, some people took advantage of it. Some people didn't. Some, you know, did their thing, whatever it was. But we were kind of, and in that time, the Lakers were, you know, the, the Lakers were rolling, but that was the whole Shaq and Kobe blow up. The Dodgers, you know, weren't very good at that time. The LA Kings weren't as good as they were now. And, and UCLA was social media. Social media wasn't, yeah, around that, so that made it even more oh, fun. Yeah. And, and <laughs> let me tell you something: if social media was around then, oh, I, I wouldn't have. I probably wouldn't have this job. <laughs> you dodged another bullet or two. Um, but no, it was a great time, man. We had, we had a blast. And to be honest with you, it's funny because I wish. Like we weren't doing anything different than what the kids are doing at you know Michigan or Ohio State or Florida. It just happens that we were in Hollywood. We we're in the, right. the 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 media mecca of the world at Hollywood and all the girls and the celebs and all that stuff. And we ran with them. I mean that was that was our group. That was the cliques we were in. It was fun. It was a great time. And now to this day, when you walk around the city, like what's the reaction? Because I always think it must still be I, like we have Eric Carroll in all the time, as you know, uh-huh. as a baseball analyst. And I just think he just walks around Manhattan Beach like. 
Aaron Carroll. <laughs> All right. Everyone just bow to me. EK is the bomb. <laughs> um, you know what? It, it's still, uh, yeah, it's still, kind, I would say it's not, it's not like it was before, but there's so many SC, especially Manhattan Beach where I live, there's so many SC people in Redondo Beach as well down in the South Bay. Uh, they just love Trojans, man. Yeah. And, and that run is something, and we talk about it all the time on our shows. Like you just you can't find a run. They're, the dynasties are over in these days in college football because of the parody. So that will never happen again. Mm-hmm. And that it happened in L.A., man, it was. A, God, I'm just thinking about stuff. <laughs> <laughs> you want a moment? You want to take a moment? Yeah, I'm starting to sweat because I just you know I was thinking about you know some if, stuff we did now. If you have a go-to, they say you can only watch college football this weekend or NFL. What would you oh, choose? Oh, college football. You, far, so you yeah. are, yeah. And not that I work. I'm just not. And part of it's because, you know, I love the NFL for what it did to me and the opportunities, opportunities it brought me. And some of my boys still play, and I watch them, and I play fantasy football, which keeps me vested in that. But, you know, I didn't have a great career. I did, it didn't go the way I wanted, you know. And, and so I'm just – I have better memories in college, and I just when yeah. we and you guys now. I mean, we watch college football on Saturdays. It, it's it, you know some of the innocence has been taken out with all the stuff, money and agents and stuff. But these kids are, are playing because they love football. Two percent, ninety nine percent of the kids play college football aren't going to make the NFL, so they're playing it for the love of their team, the sport, tradition, the history and stuff. That's what I love about college football, um, and the fact that like I was able to you know, have a piece of history in college football with the championships that we won and being hard, being part of a Heisman Trophy with Reggie and, and Carson. So uh, I have great memories of college. So here's that. the question then. Do you think back and say, well, if I hadn't won the Heisman, then kind of didn't sneak into the NFL but didn't have the spotlight on me, things would have been different? No, I. and this and what happened with me was, and I'm always the first to admit this, and, and I know, and I don't know if we're going to get there, but we could talk about Wizenhunt because I got yeah, so much. Like- from that. Kenny Dubs. But, Kenny Dubs. Um, <laughs> but uh, Kenny Dubs. <laughs> I got some other names for him. But it's not Kenny Dubs. No, oh, you, could, no. you know, we bleep everything. I know. Yeah. Um, <laughs> you know what? I, I, it's funny. When I think back, I, I, I didn't know what it, what it was like to prepare for an NFL quarterback. I always worked hard. Uh, I think any of my teammates would tell you that. I always worked out hard. I, I, I took it serious. I just don't think I knew how to prep and how to work to be a great NFL quarterback. And I had Kurt Warner with me who had won a Super Bowl, who's going to be in the Hall of Fame in my opinion. We were always competing, so it just it was hard. And I think that's the biggest regret is I didn't – not that I didn't take it serious, but I just – I don't know – I didn't know how. Three years in, I knew. Three years in, I, I, I studied from Kurt. When he took my job, when I got hurt, we went to a Super Bowl. I was like, okay, I know. And now I can get back. But the fact that, that the coach and I didn't get along – uh, I hadn't in the NFL zero after four years, no confidence, go to Houston. Kubiak gets it back playing well, break my collarbone. That's when I was just like, you know what? It's just not for me. You know, I played right. seven years. I'm happy. Um, you know, made a good living off of it. You know, met some great people at some great times, but it just, it just wasn't in the cards. So I do some things differently, but there were also things that I couldn't control. When you were drafted, like thinking back on it, say the Seahawks draft you, say you're playing for your college coach. Is it a totally different thing for you? Um, you know what? It, it could be. I got drafted by Denny Green and my rookie year, um, we were five and 11, but I had a pretty good year. I was, I was playing how I was in college. Right. Um, so it wasn't, you know, quarterbacks have success when they go to a, a great football team around them, a coach, you know, run game they can rely on, all those things to help get them, you know, when they're two or three years in. I went to a team, we weren't good. We were 5-11. and 11. Uh, We had Larry Fitzgerald, Anquan Bolden, Edron James. We had good players, uh, but we just, we struggled. Denny Green gets fired, uh, so he's the one that drafted me, obviously, comes in, and, 
And I just wasn't his guy. You know, I wasn't right. his type of player. And that's fine. You know, it happened and we parted ways. But I think the situation you go into is is huge for quarterbacks, especially young mm-hmm. ones. So one story then from Wizenhut, because he said you had a, a bunch. Kenny Dubs. <laughs> K-Dubs. <laughs> You know what the the thing the thing that I'm just the thing that always bothered me with him was was not being honest with me and and, and with a coach and in any profession any business at least keep it straight you know if if I'm not good enough tell me I don't care I got I I don't have an ego I understand but don't tell me one thing you know he used to tell me all the time you're my guy you're my guy mm-hmm. don't worry blah 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 and I go out there and I played okay I was doing all right preseason and then all of a sudden. I'm not starting the week three of the preseason. This was a story. And week three is the biggest preseason game for NFLs. That's when the starters play most of the game. And that's when I was pissed. And I asked him, and there was no there was no answer. It was just, oh, we're just going to go. It was like, why? There's no answer. And that's what pissed me off. Then we got in a really heated argument when they released me because they were going to trade me. I think it was with the Giants at the time. They were possibly looking to trade. Um, and I just let him have a desk like this. He was there. I was here. And I just said, I think you're making a huge effing mistake. I was cussing him out. We were just, you know, sat there, whatever. And I just said, this is, and then. And was the, he coming back at you? Uh, I wasn't coming back. <laughs> He's just like, well, you know, I, I, you know, I respect your opinion. All that bull. <laughs> I was just like, whatever, let me, please release me so right. I can leave. Yeah. Right. Uh, and then they went on to have the worst statistical quarterback statistical year of all time <laughs> in NFL history. And it was my, my buddies, it was Derek Anderson, these guys, and I love DA. It was just the fact that he was not a good, good quarterback coach. I mean, Let's, can we go back to All college? that being said, you know, K-Dubs. Yeah, guy, what, a, you know? what a good yeah, guy. A I'm sure of, he'll bounce we back. We had a bunch of your mates fired. together. Um, okay, let's, can we go back to college for a second, and can you take me through, without getting, anyone, <laughs> without getting anyone in too much trouble, your re- recruiting process and how you were recruited? Because I think that era, there was lots of talk. <laughs> Uh, certain it, players not, got in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> not how I was recruited. I'll, I'll be honest with you. I wasn't like I wasn't a really highly recruit. I was a what, four-star recruit, I guess. I mean, I don't know, but I wasn't a you know I was Pete's first class, so he just wanted to keep all. I, I committed to Paul Hackett, so he wanted to keep all of uh, you know all of the 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 commits to Hackett just there for his first class. My recruiting trip was. It was. It wasn't. As the years went on, and we became kind of USC in that dynasty, the recruiting trips for these kids got a lot better. Right. <laughs> they, they, uh, they were. They were exposed to more things. Right. You know, yeah. you could say, um, as opposed to when I was there. When I was coming in, we were. You know, we were terrible. We were six and six. So, uh, I, you know, Carson Palmer and Matt Castle, who are still playing, were my hosts on my recruiting trip. Which is pretty funny. Pretty now cool. it's pretty great. Yeah, uh, we went to some 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 great places, as you can imagine, and had a great time. Um, we uh, I'll never forget. We were in the back of a car, and Matt and Carson and I were were flowing. We were rapping, hammered, <laughs> just hammered. I, I, for some reason, that image will always be there. We still always we were flowing. We were we were rapping back and forth, just being idiots. Um, my rec- but but the 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 great recruiting trips were the Reggie Bush years and Lendell White's when I was I was a year or two ahead of them but that's when we were starting you know starting to roll and uh, man we uh, it was just it was a good setup and, man. and what did you like were you involved in that recruiting process with like Reggie and Lendell and those I guys? was not I was not the recruiter right. we had a player we had a couple players on our team that were just that was their job they right. had the ties to the clubs uh, to Hollywood. Um, we were all had ties, but we, you know, it was, Pete would say, Hey, you know, Hey, Reggie's coming in. You got him like that simple. As, really? Like just say that. And assume. And you know what, to be honest with you, and, and I'm not blowing, you know, I'm not bull 
question here. Coaches really, I mean, the whole, I think, Patino, right? His Patino thing, like, can tell whatever. Right, right. Or, the whole uh, thing no, or where Louisville, where yeah. he, yeah. they were running that whole didn't happen. I don't, th- I think coaches just say, go go do your thing. I don't think they know everything that goes okay, on, to so be honest with I'm you. I'm glad you bring this up. So Patino At least is, when we were there. Well, Patino's basically saying that, right? He's saying, I didn't know what was going on. Yeah, and yeah, in your mind, you're like, saying bull- but Come that's on. a different that's a different thing because that's like, I mean, they had all different things going on there. I mean, they're you know they had a what a madame and they had all oh, these yeah. people dealing with like that was prostitution. Like, yeah, that yeah. that I never saw any of that at USC. So did um, you did you ever attend a Playboy party at USC? Were you allowed? No, but I have a I have a good Playboy Mansion story. Oh, Playboy Mansion story. You, oh, how Playboy many Magic times have you been story. there? I've only been once. Really. I yeah, thought, it's I so thought funny. you'd say Everyone like 10. Had, no, you know what? Okay, so this is the time. So, <laughs> <laughs> Okay, do you guys remember the movie House Bunny? Yeah, yeah, with, uh, with Anna, Anna, Anna Ferris. Ferris. So yeah. Anna Ferris, um, she was the main. Catherine McPhee was in it, you know, a uh, couple other From young American girls Idol? at the time. Yeah, yeah. so and she's on the TV show now. But um, young actresses and stuff, and it was about Anna Ferris was a playmate, Playboy bunny and going back and forth, all this stuff. So I was asked to be in the movie. And it's pretty freaking hilarious, man. It's like a pool party scene. Got my shirt off. I'm freaking. I, I mean, I got an old man's body, whatever. And I'm with. And, I'm with, uh, and this is the only. They, they filmed the scene at the at the uh, the mansion, the pool. Awesome. And I'm sit, I'm going in, and I've never been before. Adam Sandler, Happy Madison produced it, so their production. So he was there, and all those guys. And uh, my scene was with Sean Salisbury, the old quarterback. So it was me and Sean. Uh, you know, at a pool party and join it with Anna Ferris comes in with her friend, all that stuff. And uh, this is my one experience. But the best part of this story is one of this, the, the scene that didn't make it, one of the scenes, of course, um, was me throwing a, playing catch with her, teaching how to throw a football. And she misses it and it tags this person, you know, behind her in the pool and he falls in all this stuff. But they had me actually sitting here throwing as hard as I can. And hitting r- the guy. And hitting this guy. Whoa. But the best part about it is, so... You know, I mean, it's about probably 15, probably hit him 10 out of 10 times, but they wanted me to get it right in the middle of his back. Like, so he had the, and, and it was a, it was, so yeah, it was a real football. It wasn't was a, a real nerf. football. So, no, it wasn't a nerf. It was a real, like a rubber, you know, football. And, uh, I'm right in the back, but I kind of just, you know, throw it like this, and the, everyone's laughing because then he falls in and all that stuff. And the director, I forget who it was, but it's like, okay, dude, just throw it harder this time. So I'm like, all right. <laughs> so I freaking chuck it at him. I miss him, right? Right by the head, skips off the pool, and breaks a playmate money's, a play, playmate bunny's nose no wow. swear to god no the greatest <laughs> thing like of all blood time. in the pool blood i think oh, i'm god. pretty sure there's blood it skipped because a ball skipped off the pool and oh. she and you know, she's an extra in the back so like whatever <laughs> she was I not expecting and i throw it it zips by i'm telling you i i gunned it and it's one hopped right in the face and i'm like <gasps> and we all were like like dying laughing because we felt bad and she actually took it like a champ and like like and, and you know what? It, it didn't make it didn't make the thing. But I think did she it model made, again? Probably not. It's but, probably over. But uh, I made the outtakes of that movie. I think. Speaking of acting, you're in the Michael Bolton Pizza Hut oh, commercial. Yeah. Yeah. Michael Bolton. I didn't know this because the version that airs on TV. It's so quick. You, you are at the end. The, the real there, version, there, you're at the end, but they cut it off. There's a. You're at the very beginning. You see yeah. for a second. Yeah. That's so funny. I, I was watching the Thursday night football last night, and it, it aired. And then I, I look at my Twitter and it goes, oh, wow. What, or it said something about, geez, Pizza Hut now has Matt Leiner doing pizza commercials. What does this world come to or some <laughs> like that? Um, yeah, I freaking, you know what? I was five seconds and guys walk by. And then I, I have a bunch of one-liners at the end that, they, that we did that were actually pretty funny. 
Um, and that one, uh, to be honest, I haven't seen the one, but some guys are like, dude, you didn't do anything. I'm like, I know, but sh- but you killed it in you the got paid. But yeah, I got that, paid. exactly. I got <laughs> that's paid. That's all that matters. And, and last uh, year yeah. was the kangaroo commercial. Yeah, the the hopper. You killed it. In that, it. Killed that, that. that was a two day, all day affair. And just um, for uh, people who haven't seen it, it was like a Dish Network ad. Right? It was for Dish Network yeah. with the hopper with the little bunny, and the yeah. voice was Rebel Wilson, uh, right? Yeah, the Pitch Perfect actress, and, and it was uh, you me, and Boz, Boz, uh, Heath Schuler. <laughs> yeah. Um, and you all, and the, the line is pretty much all the guys who watched out the NFL is what right. they said because <laughs> right. Jamarcus Russell was right. in one. Right. Yeah, and I and I was like, I when I first got that, I was thinking like, and I, and you guys know me, man. I I could, you know, I'm pretty self deprecating. Like I don't I don't have it, but I got the thing, and I'm thinking, I'm like, dude, I'm with like these guys who I I'm not. I don't ever. I think Boz was awesome, oh, you know. Yeah. But like you know, these guys, I'm like, dude, should I do this? And then. You know, I'm good money to do it, whatever. <laughs> yeah, but I'm yeah. thinking, you know what? F- it, man. I'm doing <laughs> yeah. this. Sh-. And it was awesome. Yeah. I had a blast, and it got it was it was pretty fun to do, and the guys were cool to hang with. And at what point did you? That's such a great point you bring up because you are very self-deprecating, and you're you're fun, and you you take the piss out of yourself. But at what? How like did it take you a while it, to get it, to that point? It took me a long time, and yeah. and, and we were talking about so, and I'll I'll never forget the because I was working so hard, um, you know, to get in the good graces of of Ken Wisenhunt. And then those pictures came out, the jacuzzi and all that kind of stuff, which is just stupid because it's harmless. And it was at I my think, house. I think yeah. actually some of the highlights I called you hot tub. You call me hot tub. <laughs> Up in Canada. Oh, sweet. Yeah. yeah. I'm sure you guys made fun of me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> For um, sure we did. The, the, the thing about that night, and, and, and I'll be as candid as it can be, I mean, that was a night that there, and he was in one of those pictures. My buddies were there. Five or six of my teammates were there that still no one knows that because um, I took the fall for everybody. But... Um, we made a conscious effort not to go out that night. It was March Madness. I remember it was March Madness that day. And we're like, let's just watch the games at home. I'll, call, I'll have some people come over, have a little party, just just chill, beer pong. Wish I knew I'm the t- same people to have over the right. parties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm 22 years old. Yeah. I'm literally making the decision to stay home, right. to not – I'll never forget – and and these dumb chicks, man. I'll tell you what they, you know, they're asking for pictures, and and I and I'll never turn that down. I was just yeah. like, not not be. I'll just say because I'm a nice guy. Like, oh, yeah, sure. Say, I'm but at you my are house. a nice guy. You and, are being a and, nice guy. And when all that came, when all that went down, I'll never forget. I was in a movie, and one of the girls had texted me, saying, "Oh my God, I'm so sorry. This and that. This oh, was God. right when the oh, the dirty man. came out. And, and if I ever see that guy, I will beat the living breaks out of him." And Whatever, but <laughs> I don't even know his name. Um, anyway, I got the text and I, my heart sank because I'm thinking because this nothing had really happened yet. Like, there was a couple, like, I think Kyle Orton had a picture like hammered and Vince Young, but it was right on the cusp of, of this, this like social media, social exploring. media explosion. Yeah. And I'll never forget, I got the text, I went online and I oh saw the God. pictures. I'm just thinking. I'm I'm screwed, man. But you were just sitting in a hot tub, right? I did it, yeah. But then I'm holding the beer bong for the chick, and oh, she was underage. Right, right, she right, she was right. at Arizona State, and right. and you know whatever. I didn't know. I mean, what are you going to do? I didn't do anything illegal, but um, the the pictures, and then it just was this outroar of just oh, partied too much. This I'm just thinking to myself. It was a really dark time. It was a really tough time for me because I had worked. I just got. I think it was. I forget when that was, but you know, it was just the coach, and I'm trying to get back and. And all these things. And it was a tough time. I remember going to Palm Springs for the weekend with my brother and my best friend to get away. I played golf. I relaxed, kind of let the storm. Usually, you know, media will carry it for a couple days and it's over with. But it was a grind, man. It was a grind to get through that. And it took me, after that, it took me a a couple years probably to really just say, I don't give a what anyone says about me. I work hard. 
you know, I'm going to have fun. I'm going to do my thing. And then so you didn't start- become a shut in. No, I didn't. It, it, I did for a while because I was just scared to death of going out. I mean, I'll tell you what, guys. When I would go out, I was like, dude, like I was, I was scared to have a drink in my hand because yeah. because then everyone was looking for me to make a mistake, even though I didn't make one. So that was a tough time for me. Um, and now, I mean. I mean, you know, and also at the time, my, my son was a baby. So, you know, now I would never do those things because, you know, you guys know know what it's like to have kids. He was a baby, so he didn't know. And I was young, and um, I just hate the fact that I didn't really do anything wrong. Right. My teammates were there. Everyone was having I just got screwed, man. Yeah. But Did that happen before or after punked? That was after. That, that was, was after? Yeah. That was well oh, okay. after because he, he was already playing. I think I it was my second year. year. Yeah, I think it was my it was my second year. After my second year, I, I broke uh, – I remember I broke my collarbone. So I started my first year and then I started the first five games my second year with Wisenhunt and we were three and two. I was playing I was getting better. I was playing okay, but I was getting better. That's when I really started you know, really, really grind on the work and then I broke my collarbone, was on IR, and I think the season after that is when I got you know, when all that stuff went down. All right, we've got to get to rapid fire. One quick question. How rapid long is it? Fire. These are, right? these wow. are uh, right? that is awesome. These yeah. are questions from our uh, our listeners. One quick question. How long, if you can estimate, does it take to memorize a playbook? Uh, more than si- uh, uh, almost a year, probably more than six oh, months. Wow, crap! So you come to college, you come to USC. Carol's like, well, it's, <laughs> it's like a it's, big book. Well, I'll, t- I'll give you a perfect example. So when I go to Houston, my fifth year, I learned an offense from from Coach Style, so it helped me the terminology. Denny Green was a digit system, and, and, and I know you guys don't know what that is, but a digit system is if you have, uh, you know, one is a hitch, two is a slant, three is an out, but the way you call the play is like 383-something. So it's all so the three tells the receiver system. Still, some teams use it. Then you have the West Coast system where you have a lot, of, a lot of words. That's what I was used to. I go from the digit system to Denny Green, uh, from college to that to Ken Wisenant, Ken Wisenant, which is more kind of like what I was in Houston and more like college, so it was actually easier for me, but but still different. Then I go to Houston, and, and that's and that is like Gary Kubiak's offense is, and I love him, he's my favorite coach. But I'll tell you what, man, we had a plays that had thirty words, oh thirty. I'm not kidding. You. We used God. to count them, and it took me, it probably took me six to eight months to really, and that's learn to the field. It took me probably six to eight months to start to feel pretty comfortable with with the terminology, the nuances of the offense. It is it's tough. I'd be man. I'd be one play uh, a week maybe I'd yeah. remember. And, like, are you guys play actually studying you guys it have before to, you're you guys out have there? to realize there's a playbook this big. Yeah. You open it, we installed every Wednesday, right, was our installation day because Tuesdays are off in the league. We installed eighty eight plays every Wednesday. Uh-huh. A lot of them are carryover, but then you'd have new ones. 88 plays. You run maybe 60 plays in a game. So when you hear the call in your headset, like in your helmet from the offensive coordinator, for a second, are you like, wait, what the well, sometimes, well, yeah. it's, it's funny the, the, because the, the communication is, is crazy because sometimes your headset will break down. We can't talk back to them. They can right. talk to us, and then it shuts off at a certain amount in the, in the play clock. So if we don't do it, we'll just go, hey, I need it again. I need it again. But, yeah, I mean, we were as quarterbacks, and I'll tell you this. I remember, I think, what I heard when Hasselbeck was in Seattle he had to know the plays. So if all the plays as far as the coach would just be, hey, we're going to run uh, 26 power. Passelbeck would have to know exactly the personnel that's in. He would have to know, um, you know, the formation. And he would, they, coach wouldn't even give him the play. He would give him the, the you know, like oh, Z short, 26 power. He would just say 26 power. So Hasselbeck would know 
based on who's in, okay, it's I right, Z short, but you run 26 power like five different ways. Oh That's God. where they get you. So in Kubiak's system, wordy, a lot of it is a waste of words. But So when you uh, saw that he was going to Denver and you knew Peyton was there, right. did you know that was going to be maybe an issue? Uh, I don't know because Kub, Kub, I'll tell you what, man, Kub is is awesome. He's a, he's a quarterback. He played quarterback. He's a quarterback. You have a guy like Peyton, you adjust your system for Peyton sure. Manning. And yeah. I guarantee Gary – did that Gary's not a he's not an ego type coach he, he's a great football coach and um the problem is is that system you know is not it doesn't it fits Brock Osweiler it really does it doesn't fit Peyton Manning right. and that was the kind of the challenge I think it happened and there's a lot of other parts of that offense but um you know it's a moving bootlegs you know you move your quarterback around that's just not Peyton's system um but I think Kubiak is a great coach, and he knows he's adapted to to Peyton, obviously. So. Right. Okay, we got to get you out here of here. We so we, we got to fire. Rapid, rapid fire. fire. That's, right? That's awesome. Yeah, yeah right? That's m- one thing Mike did well. Yeah. <laughs> how, many, how many people are watching us right now? Thousands. Uh, thousands, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I, have no I mean, idea. it's more it, people listen to it. Yeah, on yeah more people listening Big on, on iTunes. iTunes. Big on iTunes. That's what we like to say. Fire away. All right. I just can't believe I'm actually on the show. I've right. I can't so believe you I can tell you right now, people are going to want to have you back. Yeah. Oh, I, I, I got guarantee Joel you. Joel Clatt. You'll be in Joel Clatt's shoes because this, he's always ass back. This has I, been I heard so he's, great. I heard he's got a, he had a funny story. Clatt, he always has funny stories. Clatt's yeah. a legend. Matt Chats, we'll call it. Yeah, yeah Matt, Matt Chats. Chats. I like Matt that. Chats. All right. Uh, I've got lots of good stories. See, I'm just trying to get my feet wet in here. I'm kind oh, of you're understanding. Yeah, yeah. You've been amazing. What's allowed and what's not? Everything's allowed. Fire away, Mike. Here's one. Uh What's your most memorable moment at USC from Alexander Tumlin? Oh. <clears throat> well, that's not... Yeah, well, just quick, of, whatever. Just um, uh, winning the national championship, yeah, Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Uh, By far. Bobby Feaster wants to know, if you could do it all over again, would you still choose to attend USC? It's Absolutely. Like, yeah. That seems like a silly is there, question. These are tough ones. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Way when, to put me on the spot, guys. <laughs> Come sure. on, give me something about the hot tub uh, photo. Yeah, okay, all right. This is from uh, Toolsy's Pool. Have you ever been to a party at... Toolsy's pool. I was. I've never been to, uh, invited to Toolsy's house. I don't have. There we go. Or his well, pool. Okay. You've got we'll a pool. Over there. Yeah, I've got a pool now. Someone. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's All it. Right. That's it. We gotta run. You gotta run. Oh, we have to run. Yeah. Oh, oh, before we go, can I? We talk about how long have you been a Kings season ticket holder? Couple of years now, and on tickets. Yeah, well, yeah. we're, we're always working. I'm, I'm, it's a problem. Um, <laughs> like, how did you? I know so, you like all sports. But. So I grew up. Uh, I would say I grew up a hockey fan. The year as ninety three, ninety four, when the Kings went to Stanley Cup against the Canadians and McSorley stick, I was eleven or twelve, and I was just into rollerblades and hockey. I play on my street. I had the whole pads, man. And I'll tell you what, my brother and his friends used to beat the <laughs> and me slap shots. I was just like taking it off the chest, um, just like so, Tulsi. Yeah. That was a goalie. goalie. Were you? Goalie as well, yeah. I yeah. love being a goalie, man. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. Uh, anyway, so th- that's how I got into it, and then uh, you know. Then, obviously, played football and it didn't pay as much attention. I've still always been a Kings fan. And then, you know, when they made the run a couple of years ago, I my buddy, who I split the tickets with now, uh, invited my son Cole and I to every playoff game. Like, right. he had four, and he, we, and he knew I was a fan. I'm like, dude, I, I, thank you, man. I'm appreciative. We went to almost every single home King playoff game, sat the room. We beat the Rangers, the whole jazz hands with Alec Martinez. We were right there, and I was just – and it was it – was, the great, it was really great moments for my son and I, and that's when I said this is kind of our thing, and he's into it too. He's got every freaking hockey jersey, man. It's crazy. Who's and his that, favorite player? He's got oh, uh, let's see, he Kopitar. 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 Yeah. He's a great guy. Nice. Have you met Kopitar? Nicest have, guy yeah, on earth. He, so, wow. so his jerseys are Crosby, Kopitar, 
Brown. He's got Quick. He's got actually, and so so now I'm getting off talking, but Jared Stoll is a friend. Jared Stoll's gone now, but Jared yeah. Stoll got the whole team to sign a Quick jersey for Cole's eighth birthday. So he's got a whole thing with all the team, which was really cool. But um, So now I split the tickets with my buddy. We have a blast, man. I go to probably 2025 a uh, season. So. That's awesome. Okay, now you've yeah. got to go tape a segment. Yeah, okay. Thanks go. for Let's coming in. Yeah. That yeah. was a blast. Appreciate it, guys. Told you. What a great interview. Uh, if you want to follow Matt on, you know, send Matt a tweet. Tell him how much you liked him on the pod because we'd like to get him on on the regular, just like yeah. Joel. So it's at Matt Leinart QB. It's M-A-T-T-L-E-I-N-A-R-T-Q-B. At Matt Leinart QB. That send was, him a tweet. That was one of the funnier moments when we first got here and we had to go down. Remember, we had to go shoot something the Kings' first Stanley Cup run when we were here, and they uh, we had to go down to Staples Center or something. That's right. Yeah, we had to shoot something with uh, with uh, O'Neill. Yeah, right. Patrick, Patrick, West, Patrick yeah. O'Neill. That's right. And uh, Sean O'Donnell. Um. Anyway, so we were down there, and every broadcast crew's <laughs> there. So James Duthie's there, and I'm like Duthie. So we come talk. Two seconds later, Leinert's, Hey Dan, what's up? Came, <laughs> like give me this big hug. I'm like, it's pretty cool, Liner. And Duthie's like, ah. It's your new friends, is it? That's it. That's your new friends. That's who we hang out with now. When you said Duthy, I Sabalski came to my head. <laughs> that, I can't wait to watch that again. That's uh, that's cool. Yeah. So send uh, Liner to tweet. Yeah, he was great. Um, and no uh, Jim today because he's uh, he's busy. We're taping this on a, an unusual he's got day. Got day that's off today. He's got the day off today. That's what I said. It's a, he said taping he was, on a different day. Said he was busy. Don't think that needed clarification. <laughs> don't, don't think that needed. <sighs> okay, we found this. Uh, who sent <laughs> us? Who sent us this? Uh, a new dating video. Who sent this one to that us? That was from uh, Paul. Paul Hasem. Paul Hasem. What a guy. Classic Paul Hasem. He's no Mr. Chow. Hey, Paul. Uh, thanks for sending this to us. Uh, I started to watch and I was dying now, laughing. Now we haven't seen this before because we played a dating video. Before. We did. I don't think we've seen. We've seen parts of this. This is uh, the longer version. Oh, okay. okay. The All stuff right. we've seen is kind of towards the end. Okay, perfect. Hi, I'm Maurice. I'm an executive by day and a wild man by night. Hi, my name is Monroe. Uh, you've probably already noticed that I have incredibly blue eyes. Hi, my name is Phil. Uh, most of my friends call me Big Phil. <laughs> Okay. Um, I like <laughs> to talk to people uh, deep into the night. Oh, silk shirt. I play guitar. I'm Aton. Hi, I'm Fred. Hi, yeah, my that... name's Mike, and if you're sitting there watching this tape smoking your cigarette, well, hit the fast-forward button, because oh, I don't smoke, crap. and I don't like people who do smoke. I'm not afraid to get sand on my tuxedo if you're not afraid to let the wind mess your hair up a little bit when I take the top down. Perhaps even <laughs> a, a nice bath with some champagne and candles. Hi, Mom. <laughs> Um, <laughs> hey, Mom. I do fashion photography, and I do consider myself a refined valley dude. <laughs> I'm looking for a trendy girl with a simple smile. Wait, it says here. Oh, excuse me. I don't know. What I'm not looking for is uh, some big overgrown monster that's always thinking about food. and Whoso finds to himself a joy... Doth its winged life destroy? Um, I like to uh, do a lot of sailing. I like to outdoor activities. I like climbing. I like travel. I took a sponge ball and was pulling him out of a little girl's ear. Vivacious. What? what? Foxy. I'm looking for the goddess. Are you the goddess? 
Who is the goddess? Is that Chael Sonnen? The goddess is the woman, <laughs> is a woman, is any Looks woman, like him. Yeah. is all women. A figure that is sexy, slim, tight, excellent legs. Mm. <laughs> I'm a 25-year subscriber to both Playboy and a New Yorker magazine. At night, I operate a damsel in distress hotline. I guess you'd call me a knight. Uh, one of my what? favorite foods is pizza. It looked like Billy Crystal. And just sugar and spice and all those things that are nice. like to be with people who are, who are as fun and adventuresome as well. Is into having fun. Have fun. I enjoy having fun, yeah. <laughs> looking for somebody who, has, who likes to have a lot of fun. I'm looking for someone to have fun with. I'd love to have a good time. Uh, able to have fun. Uh, fun and laughter. And anything that's fun, I like to have fun. And, and have a lot of fun. No fatties. I steal watches. No dopers, no smokers, no alcoholics. We don't no like to dopers. write checks. No Donna Juanitas. We don't like to take out the garbage. No posers. What I'm doing right now is making a movie about World War II. No crazies. Santa Monica and my front porch swing. I'm currently involved in cleaning up toxic waste. <laughs> I'm not having fun doing this. Do you like cats? Domestic violence. That I like to wear bright socks. <laughs> I'm an avid Cleveland, Cleveland Browns fan. Sexual abuse. Life is a playground and I want somebody to play with. All sorts of alcoholics and addicts and stuff. Because I really have a zany sense of humor. We probably don't like to clean the house. Uh, my mother still writes to me regularly. Because I average about four hours a night's sleep. I will cry at a commercial. I'm interested in most phases of data processing. That's Seth Green? Yeah. Fire-breathing dragons. <laughs> Type A, I'm not. Comfortable, caring, and serious about a relationship, I am. <laughs> I'm, I'm really looking for somebody I can feel special no about. No way, that guy's oh, real. Are these real? I yeah. Don't encounter people like that. It's all often. real tools here. Because, yeah, I think we, I've seen this. Are you that this, woman? If not all of it. Please give me a call. And you know that a journey always begins with the first step. <laughs> and I hope that if you like what I'm trying to say, or you'd like to know more about me, to please write. All right. Well, that's it's like not, there's hope out there for someone. Those aren't real, are they? Sure. And that's There's no way that's that's The guys are reading. Yeah, but it's for an actor to act that bad is yeah. hard. That's what it was like back I then. I think it's real, Pat. Yeah. That's, but that's they might serious. have just done the Tim and Eric thing where they get like non-actors who think like they're they're smooth. No, I think those are real. I'm going to say it right now. Yeah. I think that's real. Okay. Uh, <laughs> we'll see you this week in person on Monday in Oshawa, this November 30th. November 30th, 7 p.m. Toolsy, Onright, Schwa. Uh, oh, we want to touch our bags briefly? Oh, yeah. What, did you put the one on yep. top? Yeah. Which okay, one was time that? Time for one touch your bag. First one. It's the very first one. It's time to touch their bag. The Jay and Dan mailbag. This one? Yeah. Moshi. Subject soundboard. Hey, buds. Huge fan. Won't take up so much time here. I just wanted to say how happy I am that there's an app for the soundboards for the following reason. Since the Stranger Danger video was played on the pod way back when, I've been greeting almost everyone with the Hi! <laughs> I think my new Australian sister-in-law always thought I was making fun of her by saying that, so I'm glad there's a soundboard so I can play it for her 
So we'll all be a happy family again. One last thing. Back in your TSN days, I used to stay awake every night till 1 a.m. so that I could watch your edition of SportsCenter. Always made me laugh. You guys are great. Please don't on Canada or hockey again. Thanks. That's why I wanted to read this one. What did on Canada or hockey ever? People said that before about the cowherd interview. They said, oh, you guys were all over Canada. But no, we weren't. At all. No, no. I don't know where people get that no, from. No, that, was, that was a misinterpretation, for sure. Oh, and the other thing people were mad at me about, they said, there's happy hour in Canada. I'm like, I didn't know that. There's happy hour in Calgary, I guess, and other provinces. I think I did see a happy hour, a uh, couple of happy hour signs in Vancouver. So I'm sorry if I got happy hour wrong. Sorry. Wow, damn. You guys really hurt his feelings. You know what doesn't hurt his feelings? When you get ready to ditch the step counters and start getting more from your workouts. Who isn't? But who has the time and money for personal trainers and fancy equipment? Adidas has the gear you need to step it up and find your more. Track the fitness stats that truly matter. I'm not talking about just steps. I mean calories, heart rates, pace, and plenty more. Yeah. Adidas even gives you custom training plans to load onto your device. I'd like to load it onto your device. They'll push <laughs> you to new limits that step counters never could. Hey, step counters, out of here. Pair that with a mobile app that syncs all your workout data, and it's, it's a no-brainer. This is the first step to a new, fitter you. Here's the close, everyone. This Adidas gear is designed to get you more from your workouts from day one. If you're ready to step it up and find your more, visit adidas.com and search FitSmart or Smart Run today. Get the f*** out there and start running. By the way, this guy, his, it's got his uh, resume here on the, uh, yeah. the, the 80s dating video. He's 39. Yeah. And he says, age range of partner, under 30. Yeah, he doesn't want no <laughs> oldie. <laughs> under 30. Yeah, 39 year old dude. Also, yeah. great interests. <laughs> what are the interests? The bottom. Just varied. Two. Oh, varied. <laughs> <laughs> They're all over the place. There are too many to mention. He lives in Venice. wonder if he's still there. Perfect. Maybe you guys could be buds, Toolsy. Yeah, perfect. I need some buds. <laughs> How great would it be if next week. You were just walking along Abbott Kinney Boulevard in Venice, and Stephen, just, you just saw him there. You're like, hey, I also have varied interests. Hi. <laughs> oh, I see things aren't going well in L.A. for you. By the way, every my favorite part of doing these book signings as we close is that every single person, when they approach the desk that I'm signing at, when they, when they approach me, they say, Hi. Every single one. <laughs> Hi. 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 Tim. Hi. Producer Tim. Oh, no. Producer Tim does that every day. Yeah, every, every, he really does. And nobody knew what it was until about two months ago. I know. I played the video Over, in the boardroom. Over two years in LA and nobody knew what he was referencing. Yeah. Tim would he follows that through. Varied interest. Oh, big Tim. time. Varied interest. Classic greeting. Um guys, Hi. this has been a blast. Thanks so much for joining us on the uh, Sergey Fedorov And next episode. week, who's on the podcast next week? Joe Davis. Joe, Joe Davis, Davis yes. the new voice of the L.A. Dodgers. That's right. Heir apparent to Vin Scully, possibly. So um, that'll be fun. 27 years old. Like, just an amazing story. We've so never, he's going to be great. We've never even met him or spoke to him, so that's going to be fun. He's excited, though. He's a fan, so he's excited. So he can't be, wait to be on the pod. So that'll be next week. We're going to have a lot of fun. Looking okay. forward to that. Let's see you. Bye. 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 So long, my time here is up. Elvis has just left the building. They're going home.
Hi, this is Lisa Ann. This is the end of the podcast, so all you assholes can get out of here.